0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Fuse Ignites. Uh, today we are going to have a very special guest um, and that is going to be the president of the uh, Fuse Union for 2019-2020 um, which is Marty Daly. Um, and so Fuse is going to ignite our union president. I don't know how that sounds. That sounds uh, 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 like... a a little mischievous. But uh, let me go ahead and get Marty Daly on the phone and uh, we can hear all about Marty's experience being a member of our community, of our school, of our union, and hear um, some of the ways that Fuse actually benefits our schools. All right, I'm gonna get Marty on the phone right now. Hi, Marty, how are Are you? you?
1: I am well, Anthony. Thank you for having me. How are you today?
0: Very good. So we, I I said in my intro, we have the king himself of the 2019-2020 school year, Marty Daly. Um, why don't you, uh, if you could start by introducing yourself and say where you work and what you do in our district and what you do for Fuse.
1: Okay. Um, well, I, I work at Isaac Young Middle School. I am an English teacher. I uh, I've taught there since 1993. I taught all three grades, uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Uh, For the last five years, it's been mostly sixth grade, um, which I surprisingly found I lost. Um, As far as Fuse, I've been involved in the union for a long time, too. I was the uh, grievance chairperson from 1996 to 2002. And then, in 2002, I ran for president of our union and was, was elected, and have served in that uh, capacity since 2002 until today. Uh,
0: and how did you come to work at the New Rochelle Public School system? What was that journey?
1: Well, to be honest, it was pretty prosaic. I, uh, it was 1993, so uh, ads for uh, teaching positions were in the New York Times. And that's where I found uh, there was an ad for a language arts teacher in New Rochelle, the middle schools. Uh, it was a mid-year replacement, so I applied. I was teaching in a Catholic school in, in the city at the time. And I applied uh, in, I think it was November, had a couple of interviews in December, and I was offered the job, and I started in January of uh, 1993. So it it wasn't any... Um, I don't know. Uh,
0: nothing knocked me off a horse
1: or anything. I got. I saw an ad in
0: the Times. I applied, and
1: happily, I was. I was offered the position, and I gratefully accepted it.
0: And mid-year, so you started mid-year in a school year. Was it a, a yeah? You know, most
1: most people start you know in September, but uh, there was a mid-year retirement at Isaac Young. Uh, Mrs. McMahon was her name. She was a lovely woman. Uh, she was retiring in the middle of the year, which created a great opportunity for me. Um and I was I was teaching in the Catholic school and had been applying to uh different school districts. Uh and nothing had planned out uh until this opening came up and uh I was I was hired and I've I've been at Isaac Young since and I'm very grateful uh I've been very grateful every year for this opportunity to work in in, in our school district.
0: So as, uh, you know, there's so many stories out there about New Rochelle. If if I'm looking to apply at the schools or I'm looking to move to New Rochelle, um, and I'm listening to this right now, why would you tell someone to invest in New Rochelle public schools?
1: Uh, you know, there are, there are a lot of reasons someone would want to uh, work here or would want to live here. Our school district is you know it's cliche and everyone says it but diversity is a, a part of our our story and it's it's really a strong part of our story we have you know and it's not just uh ethnic diversity which we have it's economic diversity it's um we have kids who struggle we have kids who excel we have um all kinds of programs to address those kinds of interests and needs
0: um we have a
1: caring and dedicated staff our staff you know is noted not just for its creativity and and its skill, I think, but also first longevity. You know, we have teachers who have begun here, you know, I started in 93, and there are teachers here who have been here longer than that. You know, teachers come here, and for the most part, uh, they they make their home here. Uh, this, is a, this is a school district that really um, wants to encourage and inspire and, and support every kid in whatever way we can. I, I've always, you know, the nice thing about being Pew's president, you know, is, is I get out of Isaac E. Young, Every day, and I get to see teachers in every every building and to see across the across the schools in each building there are, there are just so many dedicated um and creative teachers doing amazing things with kids our families and and parents are supportive of our work um they challenge us sometimes, but you know that's good too. This is a great place to 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 work it's a it's a strong school system you know we have our our shortcomings as do as does every school district, I suppose. But, you know, by and large, this is a place, unlike a lot of other places, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the size of our district and the diversity of our student body, and the diversity of our staff.
0: I, you know, I I didn't realize until I began to meet teachers at other districts, because I, some of the stuff that I've been able to do the last couple of years has taken me across the country, if not the world, and I I meet a lot of teachers who, oh, I just switched jobs. I just switched jobs. I just switched jobs. And I did not realize how frequent that was. So I think you're right. The fact that so many teachers come here and stay here while there is such turnover in other areas of education, I think that that speaks to the quality of the experience uh, and the relationships we have with our students that make you want to stay here.
1: I agree. I think, I think it's the relationships we have with our, our students and also the relationships we have with each other, you know, so often, especially if you go to end of the year parties, uh, as I do a lot, you know, people who are retiring, uh, they talk about their school families and they talk about how important the relationships they forged with their colleagues, you know, has been to them. You know, we, we rely on each other in many ways for, um, ideas, for suggestions, for support, for consolation, um, we really become part of our colleagues' lives, and and that's a great benefit too. Uh, you know, it, it, the family, it, you know, it sounds trite, but I I always hear that when I go to gatherings of teachers, especially at the end of the year, when they talk about how they have cherished their school family and how they miss their school family, and and that's it's very moving and and very real. Our teachers form relationships, our staff forms relationships with each other, as well as with the kids that just provide the energy and inspiration to to do what we do every day.
0: So let me ask you, you know, unions sometimes get a bad rap. Um I personally think that our the the FUSE union actually is a strength for New Rochelle schools. How does FUSE impact and benefit all of our students in the district?
1: Oh, that's a great that's a great question, you know, because it's you know, certainly many of our issues have to do with, you know, kind of the bread and butter issues for our for our colleagues, our staff members, in terms of salaries and, and, and benefits and all those things that we that we negotiate. But the union also plays a role in the lives of our students as well. I think, um, you know, there's a, a, a saying that, that I've heard a lot in the past few years, and it's, you know, our working conditions are our students' learning conditions. And I think our union gives a voice to our staff so that they can speak out on behalf of our students. So that we can uh, work you know for increased funding that we can work to save uh, teaching positions um, you know just this last year there's been a lot of activity on the part of uh, some of the members of our union's leadership in addressing issues related to special education and staffing to make sure that our, our kids our students with special needs are getting the programs the, you know the services to which they're entitled and that they're adequately staffed and that the ratios that are that should be there are there, you know, and the union kind of serves as a watchdog on that and and that's because we know what we know best what our kids need um I'm also happy with a couple of members of our leadership team in the union, along with a lot of members, have become really involved in the um in the opt out movement, you know the statewide uh, opting out of the the uh, fourth through eight assessments and and that's because we know and we we really believe that. You know, teaching and learning is is a lot more important than just testing and labeling. And we've taken a stand to support parents who choose to not subject their kids to these tests and to talk about how testing and and that overemphasis on testing kind of narrows the curriculum and limits, you know, opportunities for students to be creative, to show and demonstrate mastery or learning in different ways other than just on a pencil and paper, bubble it in kind of test. You know and that's that's the work of the union um and so I'm really proud of that i think I think you know I agree with you when i i when you say that uh, the union has a role to play not just in the lives of its members but also in improving the educational program for our students and I think you know we take that very seriously, and there are a lot of different ways that we um address that in in working with the district
0: i I think that it- People sometimes lose sight of the f- something that you brought up, which is it- it's the collective voice of the teachers. And I think sometimes that, You know, people on the outside looking in go, "Oh, well, why don't the teachers want to do that?" I I, there are very few times, if any, that I can point to where we're not coming. we're, We're coming to the argument from a very educated point of view and to fight for our students. Sometimes we are asked to do things that go against what is best for our students, and yeah, it sounds good in a college classroom or it sounds good on paper, but when you're on the ground with, with the, the oh, kids, you know, you know the, this is not good. This is not going to benefit our students in the long run, and and a lot of times when we're fighting, we're, we're, we I agree, we really are fighting to make the conditions better for the students in the classroom.
1: Oh, I, I, I agree. I think so much of, of you know, what we bring forward is that, that voice, of, like you said, people in the classrooms, you know, in the trenches, if you will. That you know, we know there's not a one-size-fits-all answer for curriculum issues, for grading, for any, any host of things. And we want to make sure we're always doing what's best to meet kids' needs and, you know, helping kids, recognizing that kids are different, that, you know, you have a classroom of 25 kids, they're not all going to learn the same way. You know, we don't have standardized Kids, we just, how can we have standardized tests, for example? You know, we need to be creative and we need to have that ability to make decisions in the moment. What's best for this class in this moment to reach the goals or, or achieve the aims that you have for that, that uh, group's uh, learning that day or that unit?
0: I, I, I really do and it's something I've come to because I think you even know I mean, I've, I've always been a, I've been a creative teacher but I think you even remember times when you'd walk by my classroom and it was rows and I would actually number the seats in the rows and I was very much like sit down and shut up kid um, but and I've transformed since then in terms of how I approach I approach the kids but I really do I I also agree about the the testing I think testing has become so destructive for the educational experience for our kids it's it's not taking tests yeah I, I want kids to know how to take tests of course it's the role that these tests play, play in, in, our in our kids, kids lives. lives and in our schools and how they use them that's destructive to the to kids, kids.
1: I, you don't, you know, one test on one day should not determine the student's college-bound readiness. Um, we need to offer, and I agree. Kids need to know how to take tests, and, and but they need to be tests that are authentic, that are, are you know, that we're using as measures for how do you know what does this child know? What else does he need to know? How can we support that learning? And you know, I, you told me the story, Anthony, about a, a student who was in the play, The Crucible. Yep. Did you know, was was really powerful in the role that he had he had earned and could talk about the character's motivation and talk about the you know, the events in the in the play, but when faced with a pen and paper test or a multiple choice test, he really he really flubbed it. Even though he clearly had demonstrated in numerous ways and in numerous performances what the material was all about and what the play's meaning was. And I think that's what we need to You know, key into is kids demonstrate mastery in many different ways. Test taking can only be but a part of that. And, and we need to be, as teachers, we need to advocate for trying to find, you know, help kids demonstrate their learning and their understanding in as many different ways as possible because that's just, that's just more realistic than sitting and taking a test and saying, this kid failed when in fact he could talk at length about, about the events and characters in that play.
0: It was interesting too because that that student, even talking to his mother and seeing her perspective, she she didn't realize how smart he was, and I had to point it out to her because she was so fixated on the fact that he couldn't pass this test. And I'm like, but let's stop and look at what's going on. And, and when we did provide alternative ways for him to to process the the play, the teacher admitted, you know, that in in his in his English class admitted like, yeah, this this kid is a lot smarter than. I knew because the traditional ways that we relied on weren't necessarily meeting this smart young man where he was. So right. I, I don't think people realize, too, how much, because I've sat with you in a lot of meetings, how much from a union perspective, and, and it's not just talk. A lot of the things that we bring to administration do have to do with kids and how kids are learning and their experience within the school. I think that, you know, the special ed, yeah, we we are the ones who are pushing to make sure that what is required by law is then met when right. it's not happening on a different level. And, and I don't think people always realize that that's the voice we have. I'm, I'm a big fan of a teacher's union for those reasons.
1: Yeah. 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 Thank you. So am I.
0: I, I think, you know, and I, I always like to point
1: out too that one of the things I'm most grateful for are that our members can speak out at, at say, let's use a special ed example again, at a CSE or at a, at a meeting about special ed. And our members can speak out knowing that we have their backs about what these kids need. Um, and most often, a lot of times our our members are speaking out and advocating for kids whose parents may not have the the you know the knowledge or the background knowledge to you know advocate effectively for their own kids' needs you know for whatever reason and our teachers fill that gap our staff members you know make sure that even if the kids parents are are disengaged or are not familiar with the process they're still going to get what they're entitled to and our teachers, you know, care enough about their students to make it their business to say, "I'm this is what I'm advocating for." You know, we're advocating for these children, and I, I'm always very, you know, grateful and and proud when I hear about you know teachers really going out, going out, sticking their necks out to a certain degree to make yep. sure that all kids get what they need to be successful. You know, all kids get the services to which they're entitled. All kids have, you know, opportunities for. Um, either advanced placement classes or some of the extra activities, you know, that's it's, it's it's our members who advocate just as strongly for these kids as sometimes as as their own parents.
0: Yeah, and and there are there are places in the world where when you fight as hard as we do for some issues, you get fired, you get let go. People don't realize sometimes how hard we fight for. The students having the best possible experience. Um, True, I, I agree. I, I I have two questions that I ask everyone at the end. So okay. we are we are in a time of great change at New Rochelle Public Schools. As we grow and change, what would you like to see happen for our students?
1: Um, that's a great question. I think one of the things I really would like to see happen is a you know, with new administrators particularly and, and new leadership in the school district. I would like to see um teachers and staff members be given kind of leading roles in in implementing and in and, and, and uh making the changes, you know, I don't, sometimes I feel some uh, changes can be made from the top down. This is what we're going to do. Now this is what we're going to do based on a study or based on some data analysis. And there's nothing wrong with studies or data analysis, but as we mentioned earlier, you know, the people who are in the classrooms know best what is working, what isn't working and what they can, what they need to be more, more uh, successful and more effective. And oftentimes what, what i've seen and what i've heard is we don't need to go outside to find experts uh experts in technology experts in social emotional learning experts in uh innovative uh language arts programs or um innovating uh, innovative uh, foreign language programs in the elementary school we have so much expertise in in this district in our 10 schools in our in our teachers and staff that I would I would hope that as we grow and change, the teachers and staff will will be given the opportunity to you know take the lead on on things like professional development, and not have um, you know this year's math curriculum becomes this is what we're going to do now. Well, why? Who, who suggested that? Where where is that coming from? You know, let the teachers take the lead in determining what kind of development what kind of skills what kind of um uh, practices do we need to either improve or add or uh enhance in our repertoire to be more effective in our roles uh, you know i think i would like to see teachers being given the lead on, on you know that kind of work the develop professional development and um how are we going to grow and adapt and change in our school district and I hope that our new leaders will will tap into that resource because it is it is an amazing one you know we have so many skillful uh staff members who have areas of expertise who could really use that to help build up the whole district the whole faculty
0: and, and- Especially since so many are new. I mean, I think you're right. They should all. I'd like to always see them be doing that. But right now, we're in a position too where we have the historical knowledge that a lot of the administration does not have.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So let I mean, just let us bring that that institutional knowledge, that institutional memory, um, to the fore. You know, and 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 share that. It's not to say that you know you know, I, I always cringe a little when people say, Well, that's always the way it's been done. I mean that's that's not what we're we're looking for. But to say this is this is what we have tried and this is where we have been successful and this is where we have fallen short. Perhaps we should try this. This is something we haven't tried. Or this is something we tried but never really allowed it to run its course to see if it was effective or not. We just changed it after two years because the test scores didn't go up. Um so Yeah, the institutional knowledge and memory of of our staff can be a real source of growth for any new administrator. Come and listen to us, and we can tell you where we are, where we've been, and where we see ourselves going. And hopefully in sharing those visions of where we're going together, um, we can all move forward in, in in a productive way, you know, listening to each other and not just having it imposed on us by, you know, a new administrator with a great idea.
0: Mhm. So it it brings me to my last question. What is your three-word hope for this school year?
1: Oh, okay. Can I do four words? Oh, <laughs> just cuz you're just, just cuz you're president. Your
0: president.
1: <laughs> I'm never good at th- I I try I tried to think of three words. I I have two. My first one is for my 6th graders. And one of the things that I'm really grateful for is um, like you were talking about your classroom all being in rows with numbers and and things. The last couple of years has been a a movement in the middle schools to align our ELA curriculum more closely to our elementary schools uh, by using uh, what they call the reading writing workshop, which is a more personalized uh, uh, reading and writing program popularized most often at Columbia University. But it's it's really effective for providing increased agency and independence and engagement for kids. And I've been very grateful for it. I I, I really like that. So my four-word goal for my sixth graders is engaged readers and writers learning. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, My four words for the union, kind of going back to what we just talked about, was union solidarity affecting change. Uh, I think when, when we stand together as, as, as a collective group, um, we can do great things. And I think we've shown that in the past. I think we'll continue to show that in the future. But I just, I think that sort of would be my theme for this year uh, with our members, is we standing together, our union solidarity, affecting change, and we can do great things.
0: Fantastic. Great. Well, thank you, Marty. I I appreciate appreciate you. Thank you, Anthony. I
1: I appreciate all the work you're putting into this this podcast. I think it's a great initiative, and I really uh, think highlighting the work of our colleagues is going to tell a very, very positive story about the good things that happen every day in this district, and I'm, I'm really proud to be part of it, and I appreciate your work.
0: Thank you. Well, thank you for uh, being on this episode. I-, I called it Fuse Ignites the Union President. I don't know how good <laughs> that sounds. It sounds mischievous to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, thank you for being on this episode. And um, I hope you all tune in to hear uh, what other faculty and staff members have to say about New Rochelle Public Schools. Thanks, everyone. <music>